Hey, you're listening to So Bare Minimum. I'm Amanda. And this is Ruby. Hey, you're back. Welcome back to another episode with us. Your two friends, sisters, fam bams, uh, whatever. Frenemies sometimes. Oh, hardly. Um, it's 10.20pm on a Monday evening. We're going to get blackout. We're just, we're going to start talking. We're not even going to know what's going on because... We're exhausted just from just having a Monday, but secondly, emotionally. Emotionally exhausted, 100%. We'll get into that a little bit later. It's a lot has been spoken. A lot has been spoken, not from us, but a lot has been shared to the world (laughs) um, from one of our beloved celebs Mm -hmm. and got us in the feels. But before we even get into that... um, Let's give you a little recap of our week, um, what we've been up to, what the fuck's happening. This week, we recap on Kendall and Kylie Jenner fighting as sisters, and we compare that to how we fight as sisters. And then we'll also react to the Pussycat Dolls' latest video, because they're killing it. Honestly, Nicole, Nicole Scherzinger, amazing. And finally, we'll chat everything Paris Hilton and her latest documentary. Amanda. Yo. So, I know you went away. I know, I went away. Where the hell did you go to? I went away for the weekend. Um, I went away to Foster for the weekend. A couple of hours up north on the coast. It was beautiful. Um, It was just to rewind. Yeah. Chill out. Be amongst nature a little bit. Be by the coast. Like, I love... A combination of coastal, beachy, but also love the greenery and the lushness of being in uh, yeah. a place like that. And I think Foster has the best of both worlds. It's a little bit sleepy. It's a yeah. little bit slower paced. Mm. Um, I can say I, I did a lot of swimming as well, laid on the beach. It was beautiful. It was a bit windy, but... I escaped the dreadful rain and windiness oh, of yeah. um, Sydney over that weekend. Yeah, it kind of sucked. It was like quite muggy as well. Gloomy? Well, yeah, it was gloomy, overcast, muggy. Um, I treated myself, really. I treated yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Like I stayed on this gorgeous little um, cottage-like um, oh, house, nice. Airbnb situation oh, so good. Um, on a horse property. And oh. so we had horses like come up right up to the fence and everything. Mm. Um, they obviously aren't used to uh, visitors and, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like I was just going to go out there and start petting them. But I watched them from afar. They were having oh, okay. a beautiful grand old time in, in, um, in the fields and oh, just magnificent so creatures. And I just love that, you know, we still have that, you know. Um, I, I live in amongst the city and the, and the, the concrete, jungle. concrete jungle and I just felt so good so revived from that and I was in such a pleasant mood mm. today um I got through my shit normally I complain through every single little task that I have to do and I will you know shit talk my way through it and get pissy and every little thing would get on my nerve but not today not today so would you say that was kind of like a reset trip I treated it as like a reset trip, but I was doing a little bit of celebrating as well. Just, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I think um, every once in a while you kind of need that. 
You need that. You, you need got it. to. You got to. Especially during these COVID times where you're in, you know, you're at home mainly because it's now your workspace yeah. and your home space. Yeah. Destination New South Wales is also going crazy on my Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're trying to get people to um, become tourists in their own um, states mm-hmm. as well because while the borders are um, closed you can't go into state no. so um, destination destination New South Wales is popping up like crazy and um, every time you try and look for somewhere to stay or kind of um, book um, in regional New South Wales most places are actually booked out it was actually a struggle to get my place um, the time I did okay so Shit. People, people are like trying to get the fuck out of here. I'm telling you. That's what I've been trying to say from like, this is what I've said. Mark my words. I've said this like episodes ago. I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of Sydney. People are getting the fuck out of Sydney. I think people are starting to realize like what's left when you can't travel overseas or interstate. Wake You're left the with up. the shithole that is Sydney. <laughs> Oh man, like Destination New South Wales, sponsor us. <laughs> um, jokes, but yeah, I had a great time um, away in Foster, gorgeous, love the lagoons um, there as well, and yeah, I... Um, nice and blue. Not, yeah, nice and blue. Not murky? No, brown. not murky, it was gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Ruby, what did you get a, um, get up to last week, and how did you spend your weekend? Um, well, like you, I did do a bit of a trip, not like a, I didn't stay away a couple of nights or anything, but I did a little spontaneous trip with, um, my boyfriend. Like a day trip? Yeah, just a little drive. Like I was just kind of feeling quite shitty and I was like, you know, you know, when you get to that point where you're like, you don't know what to do, but you want to do something. Yeah. So we ended up doing a spontaneous drive to Lithgow. And yeah, I know your face is like, what the fuck's in Lithgow? Same. I'm like, what the fuck's in Lithgow? And Ben's like, Ben, my boyfriend, he's like, nothing. It's there's really not much in Lithgow, but it's a nice drive. So, um, is it a nice drive? Yeah, it's quite a nice drive. Uh, we were we headed out like just as the sun was setting, oh, nice. so you could still see the trees and everything, but you could really see how bad the bushfire affected thousands and thousands and thousands of trees like it's still black wow yeah and it's insane like you kind of i don't know if you've seen our life on our planet by david attenborough oh hell yeah i have but there's a part in that documentary where they explain what the what life on earth would look like in 20 was it 2080 2050 yeah and how everything would be dried up and like Mm -hmm. the earth would be sludge yeah and the tr- it's like almost like just broken twigs everywhere. It looked like that. And it just kind of made me realize like how precious our earth is. And so precious. And, you know, how much we take it for granted as well. So it was just really good to kind of drive out there and also see the aftermath of the bushfires. Because I never yeah. really entered in yeah. to the Blue Mountains, although I don't live too far away from it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was really good. We went up to Lithgow. We headed to this little lookout um, and it started getting a little bit dark, but it was still visible. Yeah. Um, sat there, admired the sunset. Oh, that's lovely. Um, it was just 
so good to look out to the horizon like you know that is those moments is what it's all about isn't it you know those just like tiny moments where you're just sitting in the silence amongst nature and reconnecting you know with you know our bare minimum oh yes um that that's kind of like those are the moments i personally just you know really you know live for um those small moments where you just take a deep breath and like wow this is this is our world yeah yeah and i think i'm like i'm so grateful to have this to be able to live so close and easily access you know this beautiful scenery because um i've gone to la and it's quite dry there's not much greenery and shrubbery like australia um and it just made me just admire like the different types of i guess i guess obviously la is beautiful in its own way yeah but it's just so dry and i'm yeah. like i i couldn't live without the greenery and just yeah the water and it's just so beautiful and um we're very lucky we're very fortunate to be able to have drinkable tap water because you can't drink from the tap water in la no way no you can't really well i, I think it's just very dirty from my understanding like when I went there for two like just under two weeks it was just bottled water wherever you go I did water. not know that yeah or you'd have to boil the water sort of like really? China really yeah yeah, yeah. oh you, man you can't drink from... that's like the biggest thing I notice every time I'm in China yeah it's like I can't drink the you tap can't water. drink the tap water here we're so lucky like literally just any you know good old tap I'm, I might be wrong and someone's just told me something and I've just <laughs> followed it while I was there. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I experienced. And so, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to just drive out for an hour or even 30 minutes and be able to have this beautiful greenery and landscape. Um, but that's yeah. what makes Australia Australia. Mm, mm. What else does make Australia Australia is the people. Of um, <laughs> which... We are friendly people. We are friendly people. So we've got any, there are any international listeners. Um, I don't know if we have that yet, if we're even. No, I think we even have that out of this country. Um, but, you know, there's nothing more Australian than. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Let me, let me provide some context. So while I was out in Lithgow, mm-hmm. um, uh, me and Ben were just about to leave mm-hmm. from the lookout and it's, it's gotten pretty dark. Like you can't see men, like your surroundings anymore. I started to get a little bit spooked because of some creepy pasta stories I read when I was younger. Um, pasta stories? Creepy pasta. You don't know creepy pasta? Creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Nah. It's like an online forum of creepy stories. Oh, No beside the point i was getting spooked we're like let's get the hell out of here i'm hearing some (laughs) weird rattling noises um no we hop into the car everything's hunky-dory this ute pulls up because we're like okay cool this is a little bit sus there's nobody really can you see the landscape not Still? anymore. It's quite dark. Uh, it's quite okay. dark. So um, what the fuck are you here for? <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, we're getting the hell out now. It's getting a bit dark, and the way up to this lookout is on a dirt road. So we're like, we want to get out. Um, and we did notice that there was a Ute parked a 
bit further down to where we pulled over and mm-hmm. we're like oh they're probably they were here a bit earlier okay but now we hear this uh, ute coming back to our way where we parked the car and we just got in and we're like okay they're probably just parking to go to where we went so this ute pulls up really close door to door and we're like okay the, he probably we're gonna wants get something robbed. we're gonna get robbed but then i felt okay because i had ben with me but if it was by myself i'm like getting the fuck out I'll, like lock doors lock doors um speeding down that hill out of hans yes but since i had ben i was feeling okay i'm like cool doors are locked ben can probably take on this person maybe i can help somewhat <laughs> um and the guy winds down his windows in this like white hilux um winds down his window he's like hey mate do you have a light and then ben's like yeah yeah, yeah i have a light and just i was like oh cool this guy's probably just having a smoke and he needs a lighter yeah and so ben kindly offers his lighter and he's like hey man just have it don't worry about it. i've got plenty at home the, the nice person ben is um so and i then, love that we can just come up to each other and just kind of like ask for the like that's i feel like it's a very i don't know yeah it's a very like aussie thing aussie to, thing do, to is, do is it yeah to us to like lighter. strike up a conversation and be like can i borrow this or <laughs> do you have something yeah yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the guy was taken aback. He's like, oh, really? And Ben's like, yeah, man, like, have my lighter. And so this guy's like, are you sure? And Ben was like, yeah, 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 it's it's totally fine. Like, don't sweat. And this guy's like, do you want a line? <laughs> I was taken aback. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, Ben had already stepped out of the car to hand the lighter. <laughs> and the guy's like... Wait, do, you wait. Wanna, do you want a line? I mean, I mean, I think nothing's more Australian than this. Like, thank you. Like, I'd be like, do I, what? I don't even know what I'd say. I'd be like, thank so you. conflicted. Like, yeah, so conflicted. That's exactly, yeah, conflicted. Like, I'm, I uh, want to give thanks and appreciate but also, this is extremely illegal, and I don't want to touch any of your things. Yeah. Thank you very much. And then so Ben's like, oh, no, thank you. That's why I don't do that stuff. And kindly declined, and we got the fuck out of there. Yeah, and then you're like, bye. Um, so that was my spontaneous trip to Lithgow um, and that interesting encounter. Wow. Yeah. Goodness me. Well... Let's go back to LA for a second uh, and remote, very LA, very Hollywood is the Keeping Up With The Kardashians show is ending. It was announced by Kim Kardashian West on Instagram and I saw it coming like with COVID and everything. I totally saw that whole... Really? Yeah, I totally saw it coming that, you know, they've done enough. They've made so much money and Mm. they'll continue to make so much money. So... Um, I knew there was like conflict brewing about the show continuing on. Courtney Kardashian, the oldest sibling, she mm. uh, was really ready to, you know, stop um, participating and she slowly drew back from the show. But yeah, um, that's ending. And I, I don't know, I feel like these iconic figures of influencing, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like, you know, going back, I wonder what's next. I wonder what's, you know, what everyone's going to hop onto next. You know, this mm. is like they were, well, Kim Kardashian was one of the very first sort of influences. 
Oh, yeah. That yeah. is true. Do you think their kids maybe in the future would take on? I have no idea. I don't even know. Like, what would you even do? I don't even I know. I don't even know. Anyways, that's not a problem that I have. Um, but, yeah. So, with that being said, they're on their final episode like a final um season mm-hmm. and in the latest episode kendall and kylie get into like this major fight so they're About? out oh god i'll tell you so okay. they yeah. are um they're in palm springs for like a family getaway mm-hmm. and normally um apparently kylie never comes to any family gatherings or she's always away just because of her too busy she's just like with her baby stormy and also Mm. like i think she's like very close with her friends so she's always at like friends things or stuff like that or that's what's been conveyed by kendall and so kendall's like i was super excited that kylie was coming and kylie's very like um extroverted and kendall's very introverted okay and so when kylie's there it's kind of like turn up yeah, and yeah. Kendall's kind of like, I just want to spend time with, like, my family and enjoy my time Like, low-key kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they went out and um, they were going out and um, Kendall had nothing to wear out because Courtney... No, Chloe decided that they should have a girls' night out. They never get go out drinking anymore. Like, just the sisters? Yeah, just the sisters and and the mum. Okay. Um, and Chris. And Chris and uh, her partner, um, Corey. Fuck. Oh. Chris and Corey. So they all go out together and Kendall's like, fuck, I don't have anything to wear because everyone's got like clothes to go out, but I didn't know we were going out and I didn't mm. really want to go out. But since we're all going out, I've no going out clothes to wear. So Courtney was like, hey, I've got a full suitcase of clothes that you can borrow. So Chloe was like, sick, I will borrow this dress and I'll wear this dress. And then Kylie comes in and was like... Wait, you mean Kendall? Kendall's no, then Kylie to- comes in and was like, I want to wear um, this dress. Can I wear this dress? And it was the same dress that um, Kendall had wanted. Uh, so from that point, Kendall was like shit mad pissed because yeah. she's like every time Kylie wants something, Kylie gets. Mm. Yeah. So already shit was brewing. Yeah. They go out, they have dinner, they have a great time. And then as they're leaving, um, Kylie's heading back to um, – wherever she lives in LA. Yeah. Um, and Kendall was like, well, fuck, if you're going to go back, I might as well come back with you as opposed to staying in Palm Springs. Mm. And then they get in the car. Kendall's like, are you going to drop me off? And then Kylie's like, no, I'm not going to drop you off. Why would I be dropping you off? I never agreed to dropping you off. And so then they got into this huge fight and like they get physical where like Kylie like holds up um, like the the pointy end of the her like heels on <gasps> Kendall's throat. Oh my god. And they're like screaming on the phone. Like Kim what? called them, was like, hey, where are you guys? Or like, I don't know, someone called them from because they went in different cars. And then Kim's like, what's going on? Like, where are you guys? And it's just like full on screaming and swearing on the other side of um the phone. Corey's in the car with Kendall and Kylie. And apparently Corey get got in the middle of it and Corey was like basically trying to be protective over kylie and then kendall's like what the fuck like don't get in the middle of shit and also kylie's attacking me Mm. and oh my goodness so they're like um the two they're the two jenner sisters yeah um as opposed to being half siblings with the kardashian um, siblings yeah and fuck that's so intense but I don't know. Like, oh, I was yeah. just trying to, like, see if, like, if we would fight like that. I don't think we would. I think we fought like that when we were younger. Yeah. 
like I remember like getting physical totally I, I definitely feel like we would fight like that when we were like kids like young kids and being like you know fuck you and fuck you and then like you know getting really physical and like mm. we would totally attack each other <laughs> but yeah. like I don't see us doing anything like that at this age and they're like our age I think like maybe like throw stuff but that would be I would never like hit you would we throw things I don't think we even would I think yeah I think yeah and no, I don't think so I'm trying to think, like, maybe a couple... I remember, like, a couple years back when you came over to my apartment and we got into this fight. You're going to expose me? And No, I'm not going to expose you. But we didn't... Did we... We don't get physical. We just go into a screaming fight. Yeah. One of us leaves and then half an hour we're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we just probably yell at each other and be like, fuck you. And then you're like, get the fuck out. You're such an unappreciated fucking piece you know of what? shit i don't want to talk to you right now yeah fuck you. like we would never like we wouldn't we would barely even say fuck you i'm sure yeah you'd only say fuck you to me if you're that like when you say that that's when i know you're real mad <laughs> i like, don't feel like i would i've struck a chord yeah because i don't oh, wait, I, I don't you have never recently you haven't said that to me ever you'd just be like you know right now i don't want to talk to you yeah like if i'm really like uh, when I'm pretty mad and angry, like, I don't, I don't think I lash out in that way. I would. But I know when, like, yeah. you don't lash out in that way. But then I know when you are really angry, I can tell in your voice. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm mad. Because I don't think. Because if I am mad or I don't, I don't let myself get to that point of anger. Like, I just know that if I'm getting to that point, I'm like, there's no real what like there's no benefit in continuing this conversation mm. when we're both extremely emotional and you know um all over the place like we it's will not- park it here like the more i talk to you or the more i engage into the situation the more angrier i get it's so i need to like i need to like yeah it's just not productive i need to stop it here and i'll be mm-hmm. like i don't really feel like this is going anywhere yeah i will talk to you when i'm calm yeah and i think you call it better than i do <laughs> most of the time because i know me and i'll i'll fight for the sake of fighting it's so bad i i just can't like i just do not have the energy for it i don't know what it is but i just feel like can't be bothered dealing with something like that yeah so anyways i just thought that was just like so crazy i don't think i don't know if siblings still do like well i mean it is like you know reality tv and that could also be purposely you know, behind the scenes, like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. get physical. So adds to that drama. Yeah, maybe. That, I don't yeah. know. Anyways, um, far out, like sibling fights. Um, I wonder what the, cra- I, like, I totally love asking people, like, when the, like, them and their siblings are together, like, oh, tell us your, like, craziest, you know, fight, mm. and they just, like, tell... And when they share, like, what they were like when they were younger and how they fight, because it's so interesting. I feel like people fight and, like, communicate in different ways. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of some celebs, before we get into the deeper um, parts of this episode, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get there very soon, um, I just saw the music video for React by the Pussycat Dolls. They're back. Are they? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Like, okay, Ruby, you 
you forced me to watch that because I, I was did. like, whatever. Like, okay. I thought it was really good. And Nicole, I feel like I'm going to butcher her last name. Scherzinger? Scherzinger. Nicole Scherzinger. Is that right? Please. Confirmation. Oh, mate, I don't know. I would say yes. That's how you'd Nicole say Nicole from the Pussycat Dolls looks so damn good. She's smoking. You know how old? Do you know how old she is? Now I do because I Googled it. She's 42. 42. 42. This woman 42. is 42. And she literally like looks so snapped. Like her body is amazing. And she dances like fucking... I know that she's always been fit and she's always been a dancer, but like, it's like she's not aged oh, at all. Yeah. And like, just the great thing is that she's just got a, an amazing voice as well. Yeah, she can. That she, she can, can sing. sing. She, she can, can sing. sing. Yeah, hundred percent. Love her. Anyways, um, I, I don't know, like, why, like, her. I don't know if she has truly broken out broken out like from pussycat dolls because i know that's that that was the path that she kind of wanted to take i don't know why like um hollywood didn't take to her success or whatnot but Mm -hmm. she is amazing yeah so i don't i don't know if this is actually like pussycat dolls coming back together or if this is just like a one-off like hey jokes what like that video is eight months ago from eight months ago eight months ago and the reason why i made you watch it was because i think it is it, uh, WAP took some ideas from it, or it was, um, it was inspired by React. Oh, yes. So the WAP dance, there's like some key dance moves where like they're banging their fists on the ground. Um, they're shaking their booty really close to the ground. I've no idea how they do that. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they took inspiration from, um, the React music video because that's there's a whole scene where they kind of did that yeah and there was like where they're in like a water container floor thing it's like filled with water and they are on chairs and they're all soaking wet yeah and they're dancing through the rain slash this water thing water platform and that that was the main bit that made me think there was parts that they pulled from it yeah into WAP yeah um but it was obviously popularized by what? But. but I'm not hating because Pussycat Dolls are the OGs. Oh, they are so OG. Like, if... I feel like if you um, didn't somewhat consider becoming a Pussycat Doll when you were younger, oh, yeah. like, don't lie. We all did. We yeah. all were like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like if I was part of the Pussycat Dolls. Because they were, like, the shit. Yeah. They were the shit. I still, like, every now and then, like, we'll have, like, a a an early 2000s um mm. playlist going and it would oh, be yeah. like pussycat dolls <laughs> yeah definitely and if you didn't dance to one of their songs in your living room i don't know what you were doing yeah you were not living you were not living all right now it's time to get into the nitty-gritty of our emotional response to this is paris Mm-hmm. The OG influencer celeb woman that made the whole influencing game, you know, um, from the beginning of, I don't know, 2000s? 2000s. Like, that's when she really, like, brought this whole yep. um, influencing, created this whole influencing scene. Yep. The creator of the selfie. The... Was she the creator of the selfie? Uh... Probably. 
um well in the documentary it kind of made it out yeah. to seem like she had a little like camera recorder and she would face it towards herself um and record herself and kind of like yeah so if you haven't that. watched this is um paris it's on youtube for free you can watch it it's about it's just under two hours long i highly 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 recommend um you watch this documentary mm-hmm. i forced ruby to watch it with me like i watched it for a second time with her um but I, we could not get through the entire documentary without ruby breaking down like every 20 minutes crying <laughs> yeah i i definitely am glad you made me watch it because i look i'm i'm not quite like amanda where i follow a lot of um top celebs like i'm not really it's not really my thing look if we had to say who's the gossip column of like who is the gossip call i am the gossip call i will i am i try to be yeah (laughs) i don't try that hard but i just happen to be finger to the pulse on uh celeb like american celeb yeah because it's so much more interesting and like outrageous than like any of the shit that happens here (laughs) um (laughs) uh no yeah so my point is that amanda's more in the know she's more like for someone who isn't as in the know with uh u.s top celebs um and whatnot i think this documentary is a must must, a must see and i think it has a very very important message about this social media era that we live in and how and just that greater meaning about you know you never really know what someone's going through you never yeah oh yeah yes 100 <laughs> uh you you took the words right out of my mouth um yeah so like the way that the documentary is shaped is like you're having a behind the scenes look into who is a real paris hilton and it's basically showing us a whole new side of Paris that we um, don't know and recognize. Like we see this very cartoonish character of mm-hmm. Paris where she's very self-obsessed. You know, she's famous for being famous. That's it. Like, who is she really? Yeah. Um, just like always on the tabloid news. It's tabloid news. I don't know. Is that what they call it? Tabloids. Oh, yeah. Always on the news. Um for something outrageous yeah um she did the simple life where it was a reality tv show about her and her friend um nicole Nicole ritchie Ritchie. yeah and they were always kind of like these like ditzy kind of girls like um doing the simple life Mm -hmm. and when this is Paris, the documentary came out, I first thought it was kind of like, okay, what she did, it was like a a real, like, you know, step-by-step or like, this is how you grow your social media or this is how you become as famous as I am. I really thought it was going down that path. Yeah, yeah. I originally thought like, you know, it was about all the hard work and like workaholism. It's sort of almost like, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube trend where it's like, draw my life and they... Um, some of these Draw My Life videos are quite um, very meaningful and um, made with deep messages. But some of them are just like, 
this is how I grew up, I did this, I worked hard for this, and yeah, I'm not discrediting those videos, actually, sorry, let me retract, I'm not discrediting any of those videos, but it, it just kind of seemed like that, those um, documentary trends that came out and was about celebrities and how they made it. Yeah, I just thought it was going to be, it wasn't going to go as deep as it did, but what it did reveal was um, Paris was actually a survivor of like a lot of trauma from her growing up and mm-hmm. uh, mainly due to the fact that she was sent or kidnapped away um, to um, these emotional retraining sort of camps. Yeah. And um, she went through one after the other and all they re- and what really happens behind um, closed doors is abuse to children on all different levels on all different levels and that's what she's been carrying with her for years and years and years it documents how well she retells how um they were they were mistreated how they Mm -hmm. were forced into essentially child labor all day physical child labor um they would give you um, medication that like drowned out you know that you know drained you at the end of the day yeah, where you're hazy and drowsy. you're just drowsy and um you're numb mm-hmm. and then they would beat you they would physically abuse you um she tells of how other women um also were going through the same thing as her um they would put you in solitary confinement for 20 hours at a time no food no nothing um mm-hmm. they were constantly starving it was like a prison. It was like a prison. It was a prison. It was prison, but it was also torture. Um, they would essentially mentally and emotionally um, abuse you as well, where they would try and turn everything around and make it seem like you're the one at fault. Mm. Um, and all all of this was mainly um, at the time for groups of young children who had in quotes, behavioral problems growing up like when really delinquents, delinquents, or like they were just re- rebellious children when really like you're a teenager, you you're a kid, you don't know any better. And also like, that's what teenagers do. They yeah. go through a rebellious phase. They go through, you know, problematic phases. Mm-hmm. I know I have, I know heaps of teenagers do. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately I feel like for most parents and I can't, I can't say this because I'm not a parent and I don't know, but I feel like um, at those points of your children's lives, the best thing you can do is just to be a guiding and kind, you know, soul and light for them because they'll come back to you. Yeah. And I think like for most kids, the, the last people that they expect to feel unsafe with is their parents. Because with this sort of these camps, what they did was it was fully um, in cons- it was it was given uh, consent by their parents to um, take these children away and sign over all of their um, you know rights in a way. Yeah. Because you're saying you're agreeing to the um, camps, you know, taking care of the children, but I think. Um, what was what Paris was saying that every time she tried to tell her parents they wouldn't believe her and um even the people within the camps like after you know being repetitively repetitively told that your parents won't believe you Mm -hmm. 
surely your um, spirit gets broken down and chipped away time, like each time. Yeah. And um, so that's the sort of like high level synopsis of this documentary. I highly recommend it. Um, Ruby, you were blubbering. You were blubbering. We had to like put this whole thing on pause, then like talk. We had DNM about things like. We did. Um, I guess, I guess like you were just very like I wasn't. So I would. I wasn't very emotional because I already saw it before. But I remember the first mm-hmm. time I saw it, I put it on pause for a little bit, and I definitely had a little cry because how can you not empathize yeah. with? that um and it kind of reveals why like everything we know about paris and how we see her like is a total facade and it's a way for her to escape yeah like i said to you um earlier like when i was watching this documentary it felt like almost a black mirror episode where it's just so unreal how different the real paris is compared to the version that is portrayed in social media and other forms of media. It's this very sophisticated, smart young woman that is portrayed as like a ditzy, you know, rich, blonde, have-it-all kind of person, when really that she is the complete opposite. Like, even in the documentary, she she says that she likes chilling in sweats and, like, sneakers. Although, um, in saying that, while, like, you know, her... She likes to be in sweats and chill and all that kind of stuff. That's only surface level. Mm. That's only surface level of how night and day uh, the comparison is of Paris that we, you know, know from media portrayal to uh this documentary Mm. um it goes deeper than that like this you know deep sense of self-awareness in how she knows that um there's a lot going on in her head that she can't work through where she's um totally candid about Mm -hmm. her insomnia her nightmares and doesn't even she doesn't even talk the way she talks no like she her normal voice is like much deeper than this like higher pitched uh way of talking yeah that paris hilton the brand paris hilton uh the 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 character that we we see i think yeah yeah no it's like a completely different person i was before you showed me this documentary you showed me an interview of her on the kelly clarkson show yep and her, I was like, wait, what? She really talks like that? Or did something happen? Like, what? I'm so confused. Yeah. Uh, completely different person. Her yeah. voice is just so much deeper. She sounds, she sounds like. So you know, considered. Sh- so considered. Yeah. Um, very thoughtful. Responses. Yeah. And yeah. very um, articulated. Yeah. She's very articulate. And the thing is. While we know a documentary is also another very like fine-tuned, um, polished and completed um, piece of media, mm-hmm. um, it is still like a different light of Paris. But she was so consistently Paris Hilton uh, across 
all these different sorts of um, situations, yeah. like whether she's at a um, at a gala or at a um, press conference or whether she's um, at a brand opening or doing like um, anything like an appearance, you know, she was still this like, you know, Paris Hilton sort of character and yeah. she was consistently like that in all of these different types of events. Mm-hmm. Um so even though like we we see that this documentary is um, a final, very final piece of media, yeah. um, it still brings out something completely different because we know that like you know celebrities are put on different sorts of fronts depending on the type of situation. Yeah. Um, and you know even 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 with that knowledge, she was always the same, which was so which was why it was so shocking. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, and I think I think it does send a wider message about social media itself. It is so easy to um, hide what's going on. So easy in your life. So so easy. And I remember just like in the earlier years of when Instagram was put out there, like. Mm-hmm. People really genuinely, and I feel like some people even do, still genuinely believe what's put out on social media is real. And that's the crazy thing for me. Like, that's the crazy thing. Really? It's so easy. Yeah. Oh, God. I, th- I think that's um, still a lot of people still think that. And surely, surely we've moved beyond that now. Hopefully. Well, I hope so. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it just definitely... Like I kind of, I know that social media isn't a portrayal of real life. Yeah. And isn't, isn't an accurate representation of one's personality and what's going on in their life. But I think this documentary really put it into perspective in front of you, just as all together as like a... Yeah. Like, just as an... A, you know a visual argument yeah. in itself and you, you yeah you really really can never know what someone's gone through even if they put the most perfect beautiful representation of themselves on social media in media in general yeah even even before instagram was a thing even before the internet social media um blew up blew up paris maintained this character yeah so imagine how much easier it is to do that now as a influencer oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and i i think it's crazy i think it's crazy yeah it is definitely uh i probably you know we can both say it's our recommendation for the week go check it out if you haven't because Mm -hmm. um god I, i thought it was really well done it was really well done yeah i think it it's really empowering as well to see someone like that who has gone through all this trauma and is a survivor um to she you know like i i don't i can't hate her for having this character yeah you can't, you can't blame her yeah she's she's responded in the best way that she can and made and picked herself up it might not be the best and correct way way but it's 
the best way that she can. Yeah. Even like how you said, um, you know, she's still an open wound. Yeah. Like she's still healing. And, you know, while um, your wound and your scab can kind of like grow over Mm -hmm. um, underneath, like, you know, her scab, her (laughs) being the scab has been picked out over the years um, and that never truly heals. Yeah. Um, Far out. But yeah, I think the fact that, you know, how we mentioned earlier that she was one of the very first um, people to create this social media presence or like have the invention of like a selfie. Um, I think, I think, yeah, it's really interesting that she's come back and released this documentary um, and also creating a commentary on that as well on what's something that she was I guess I wouldn't say you know you can argue that she started this whole social media uh, movement Um, but yeah I I, I think I think it's very I think it's great that she's released this documentary because you can argue whether or not she's part of the whole social media problem Mm-hmm. Um, whether you agree or disagree, but I think sh- at least she's doing something about it and she's addressing it um, in some way. Although this is not the main point of yeah. um, her documentary, she's still it gets hinted at. And I think like if you wanted to see um, a, a a movie or a documentary or commentary about social media, then you need to watch the Social Dilemma. Oh yeah, I, I haven't watched that. I need to watch that. Oh you. You gotta, you guys gotta watch the social dilemma. But um, the social dilemma basically talks about how you know everything on social media. The problem of social media mm-hmm. uh, was very ca- carefully crafted by our engineers and designers um, in the big social media companies yep. over in the US, and um, the ethics behind it and all the um, issues surrounding it. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think we're gonna keep it. Um, we're gonna leave it there. Because it is now freaking almost heading into 12 a.m. territory mm-hmm. on a Monday night. And I am truly a grandparent. I need my sleep. Yeah, same. We need our sleep. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, we are going... We'll be back and for another episode next week. Um, in the meantime, we'll love you and leave you. Au revoir. Au revoir. Again. Ciao. Ciao. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Peace. Love you, bye.